0: Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corner 3, episode 33, Scotty Pippen edition. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, alongside the My Team King, Sean Mackey. How are you doing, buddy?
0: What's going on, Alex?
1: I'm I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm uh good. I mean, we, we're almost to playoff time, man.
1: I know. I know. But we'll, we will get there. We are not joined by the hoop and the harm Tim Daniel tonight. He is, he is off. So we're just going to jump right into this. If this is your first time listening, this is the Corner 3 Podcast. It is where two, sometimes three guys get together to talk about the one thing no one in Cincinnati likes to talk about, and that's professional basketball. Post every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Let's go ahead and get into the first topic here. Derek Derek Rose continues his hashtag the return campaign with another trip to the hospital.
0: Yes, he does. This guy... I'm so glad glad Chicago cut him loose. At this point... And the Knicks picked him up. The Knicks picked him up, which is like... It's just the gift that keeps on giving. It's like... It's like Isaiah's running the team all over again.
1: Just with the Chicago trades.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, I, I just, I still love that, like, the Noah and Rose mellow mentality was like, well, if you can't join them, sign them. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then hurt and, them. And then <laughs> and give Noah a four year contract and a
0: ton of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, how do you not see that? Like, how do you not see that decline? Uh, like, I, the precipitous statistical drop uh, from is... his, his third place MVP running. To, to this nonsense that he is putting up now. Like, we all saw it. The writing was on the wall. It's, it's I swear it's like the Knicks just don't watch basketball. Yeah. Or or they watch it in a vacuum, and they're always like two seasons behind. Yeah, I I, I have no idea what the Knicks are ever doing. They
0: are one of the NBA's greatest enigmas every year. Um, uh, <laughs> since, you know... You know they made the Eastern Conference Finals. What was it? Nineteen? When was the last time they 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 got to the? Are they... When did they get to the Eastern Conference Finals last time? Was it '99?
1: I was going to say I no, probably it had acne and 2000... was getting ready to grow for the first time. I'm yeah. not positive. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I we should know that. I feel like we should just be able to spout that out, but we can't because it's been so no. long. <laughs> right. And and, and had the only so many thing we're chances. concerned
1: about with the Knicks is what did they give us, Freddie Curry? <laughs>
0: exactly. And. <laughs> And 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 they did give give Chicago Joakim Noah in the end, but it's you know he ended up he ended up wearing those French shoes Lacoste Sportif, and uh, they ruined his career. They cut his career short by probably five years. So so, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then and then you know of course he uh, he went to the Knicks and they signed him for a, a ton of money, and that's going to be a contract I can almost guarantee will be bought out in the end.
1: Oh yeah, it's just—it's funny though to kind of look at it because I mean, we there was a couple seasons ago there was the whole you know annual melodrama with with New York and Chicago talking and maybe or like with Mellow maybe coming over in free agency and everything. So it's it's like it's two seasons too late, but we're kind of getting a glimpse of what could have been, and I'm happy with the result, <laughs> <laughs> like knowing that. Hey, a series of really good decisions were made and, or not made.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, and you know what? Drafting Porzingis has become a, drafting poor Zingas has become amazing for them. They, he, he sure. really, he really is. I mean, he is the next best European player and he, he might already be the best European player in basketball. I'm, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I might say, you know, Marcus you know, might throw him in there. I think Powell's still great. I, you know, there's a lot of good international players, but uh, poor Zingas is really, really special. His height, uh, his shooting, everything about him I love. And, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, New York has, has poor Zingas, and as long as they hold on to, the, to him and they piece some decent – you know, players around him, I think they'll be okay. But they have to get rid of Joakim Noah. They have to get rid of Derrick Rose. And they have to get rid of Carmelo Anthony for that to
1: happen. Sure. I mean, yeah, drafting Porzingis has been great and everything. But in a way, it's hamstrung their roster. And I know we've hit on this before in a few other episodes. But it's it's got to be frustrating. I mean, I don't know how Knicks fans feel or anything. Uh, but from, like, the outside looking in... Uh, It's it's got to be frustrating to see that you've got a really great talent, a young talent on your roster in Porzingis, and you can't really build around it, and you can't really create a high functioning offense around it because you've got so many other mediocre at best players, like just like harangued with these awful contracts.
0: Oh yeah, I mean they're
1: like immovable contracts.
0: They they are a mess right now, and um, I mean it's safe to say. I I don't I, I think the New York Knicks management team is is stupid they're just they're they're totally dumb I'm gonna say that I don't I don't know what they're doing I love Phil Jackson don't get me wrong man I will I will
1: as a coach
0: you know, as a coach he's he is the greatest coach of all time okay I'm gonna go ahead and say it he is but I don't know what they're doing and I'll give I'll give their owner Jim Dolan. <clears throat> James Dolan the um you know I I'll give him the benefit of letting I mean he he has let Phil Jackson do whatever he wants. He always lets whoever's controlling the team do whatever they want. You know, which is isn't the greatest way to do things, but he's not one of those guys who's going to like, you know, I you know, I don't think like he's going to kick Phil out next year or anything like that. Like he
1: I think for sure, like it's—he's definitely third, third worst owner, maybe.
0: Yeah, he's second. He's, he's bad. I mean, I, I think I think he—I'll give him the fact that he he does give his his man his general managers and best you know the president of basketball operations every year he gives them complete control to do whatever they want. That's awesome, but
1: to a fault though. To a, clearly. But, to, but
0: clearly to a fault. You're right, and um, I think uh, you know. I mean, there, there's going to be there, – there needs to be a lot of change on that team this summer, and I don't think they're stupid enough to sign Derrick Rose to a contract after this year. Um, I would hope not. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Sure. But I, I feel like they should cut ties, and I feel like they should be smart enough to do that, but they are they are a stupid team. I mean, they do stupid things all the time. And you know, that's just that's just their mo. I, I don't I don't really know what else to think about it. But um, speaking of stupid, speaking of stupid, there was a there was a little little mishap this week with the Orlando
1: Magic and a uh, a whiteboard. <laughs> Tell us a little about that, Alex. Oh, I would love to. So we all got real familiar with the uh, with the name Patricio Guarino on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're probably wondering, why are we talking to Patricio Garino? Don't worry. This story really has little to nothing to do with him. But uh, from this is an article from the New York Post. Uh Patricio Garino was photographed Monday signing a contract with the Magic for the remainder of the season by his agent Carlos Prunas, who tweeted out the photograph with a dry erase board full of player rankings and potential trade targets clearly visible and zoomable in the background. Prunas later deleted the photo, but not before the magic brainstorming had been released to the NBA Wild. So I screen grabbed that photo and I'm taking advantage of the zoomableness. And I would like to go ahead and we can rattle off some some let's, Orlando let's, magic trade targets. Let's, who, let's, Rob, let's talk about it. now we,
0: we never get this information, so it's, it's i know th- but this is this is this is what comes from having Rob Hennigan as your g m
1: so I, and Rob Hennigan has come out and stated that none of this is indicative of their off season plans, but <laughs> it definitely looks like they're trying to build some sort of army. <laughs> uh, some some names included on this list are uh Wilson Tran- Chandler, uh one of the Morris twins, Thaddeus Young, uh, Luol Deng, let's see uh Jerry and Grant, TJ Warren, I guess is the Warren on there, uh, uh Iguodala, oh uh, man, let's see Lance Stevenson, Jeff Green, uh Jonas Zubko, that that one I could see that one happening. Uh Spates, Parsons, Miritich, uh, Olenek, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack on this but, board here. But,
0: but you know what's funny? Almost every single one of those players seems like an Orlando Magic target and a You mean future... they're
1: either, <laughs> they have so a, they're just tall they, white Europeans?
0: They they have a type, they have a certain type. Wilson Chandler totally fits their M.O. Like, he is a, he'll probably be playing there next year, you know. Miritich, another guy, you know. O. Leonard, right. Right? I mean, these are all guys that they, and none of them, none of them superstars or anything. I mean, no, uh,
1: Michael Beasley, James Johnson, Terrence Jones. Uh, it seems like yeah. they,
0: it seems like they're particularly going out after like mid range guys that have had recent like breakout seasons or breakout months. <laughs> and, right. And and they're like, well, maybe we could get them for cheap. I don't really know. So. It's
1: uh, – if, if I'm Rob Hennigan, I'm definitely not thrilled about this. Uh, or oh, Ursani Eliasova, Abaka again, Patrick Patterson. Like it's just – yeah, these are all – but the funny thing is is most of these players play the same position. Yeah. yeah. Or like play a position that's already commandeered by like Avucevic or, or a, another similar player on the roster. And so it's like you said, they have a type. But it seems like they're just trying to assemble a really tall team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I. Okay, first of all, let's just go ahead and say this. I, I think Rob Hennigan's gone this summer. Like I really do. I really think this is the year they let him go. This has been. I mean, and you know what? They, like Alfred Payton, he's great. Like I, I think. I think if he had a better set of teammates, I think he could be a really good point guard. He's really stepped up his game this season. Um, but you know, it's like they, they fill their roster with these guys, like, you know, Vucevic, you know, who, you know, was good two years ago, but I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not real quick, you know, he's kind of a lumbering big man.
1: Injury-prone. Um,
0: Injury-prone Euro player, yeah. Like,
1: I mean... when he's on the court, he can, at any given time, snatch you 22 rebounds, like, which is kind of unheard of and really a stat that, like, not a lot of NBA players, I think, can hang their hat on, like, being able to net down high teens and the boards when they play, like, at their best level. But, yeah, he – I couldn't tell you the last time, if ever, he's played a full season. Uh, he's – frequently injured and and so i don't know yeah like they have like you said a lot of like okay pieces and i don't think that's a good set of players for vogel i don't think a lot of the, i could see wilson chandler doing well like in that situation but uh i i don't see the magic really like being too fortuitous uh in free agency or in the trade markets or anything this off season no, if, I just... if if this all checks out and if this is all you know Oh, you, from the whiteboard's mouth.
0: You, you know this is completely real. Like, you know, they they've tried to downplay it, but this is this is totally something that should not have been leaked out and I I think I think management is going to I mean, this is I think this is going to end up coming down on on Rob. But, you know, it's funny like um when we had uh Zach Oliver on the show uh at the beginning right before the season began, we kind of tiptoed around the um you know, the the Serge Ibaka trade, and I think me and you were both kind of leaning on it being bad, and he was kind of... He didn't really seem that concerned about it, but, uh, I mean, you think about this. They they netted Terrence Ross and a single-protected first-round pick for Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, Damanis Sabonis, and they turned those assets into Serge Ibaka, who isn't with the team anymore. Right. So I, you know, I just, I, I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, I, I know some people were thinking that Oladipo was kind of, you know, overvalued. Some people were overvaluing him and like maybe it wasn't as lopsided as it was, but this looks particularly lopsided at this point in the season.
1: Well, I, I feel like, and I, I, I really like, I kind of go back to this a lot. Like if I were to create this weird, like branching paths, NBA timeline, Of where the league kind of shifted focus and how, like, teams changed, how they made their rosters and stuff like that. But I think the issue is, is every team feels like they have to be in this win-now scenario. So they just try to basically noodle-test the roster. Because, I mean, we saw that with, with Detroit, where they make the Eastern Conference Finals six consecutive seasons and then fire Flip Saunders.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I, so it, it becomes, like, what level is good enough? Like, what is successful in the, in, in the NBA? And, like, if you can't consider Flip Saunders a success for the Pistons, what is your measuring stick for everybody? Because I, I think Orlando, to, to kind of unpack the noodle test to comment, what I mean by that is you cook spaghetti. Your best way to check the spaghetti is then you take it out of the pot, you throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it's finished. That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: And... Yeah, I, I think that's what a lot of teams – I think we're seeing that with with Orlando. I think we're seeing that with, like, Sacramento uh, for a while, with New York, uh, Chicago. Like, I think there's a lot of teams that are really stuck in this, like, limbo where they're just like, well, if this doesn't work, we can, like, unload eight players and get eight more. And it's a damaging cycle, I think, for these rosters.
0: It is. I completely agree. <laughs> I don't. I don't get the win now scenario for a lot of teams, and I. I. It's. It's something that's become very popular over the last couple of seasons, and I. And I hate it. And yeah,
1: because if you couple that, you couple that with the teams feeling like this desire to have to have two or three superstars to compete with the Golden States and the Clevelands, and at this point now the Boston's and, and the San Antonio's. It's if every team is trying to clamor for let's just say two like. A A tier players, you're gonna run out of players. And the league then will just be broken down into the haves and the half nots. And I, I think all of this mindset's just very damaging for the NBA. And I, I, I can definitely see in you know four or five seasons another like shift happening, but I don't know <clears throat> what what that will be or what that will look like. But yeah, I mean I, I don't see this league is not conducive to having 16 to 20 successful teams out of the 30.
0: Yeah. It's, I I completely agree with you. I, uh, I, I don't know. This has been kind of a, this has been a a really weird year for the East. The East have been particularly awful. I mean, I've, I've, I, I mean, there
1: are, I mean, they've always been the, the weak of the, the weaker of the two conferences for sure. But, uh, even kind of looking out at the West, too, when I pull that up, uh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, Portland right now is sitting uh, a half game ahead of Denver for the eighth seed with yeah. a record of 38-40. and 40. And I don't yeah. know, and it may have been recently, I haven't kept track of records too much, but I don't remember the last time a Western Conference team made the playoffs with a losing record.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, well, it, we're, we're at a point, I think, I think the, the competition has has. Even with, with the super teams, the Warriors, the Cavs, um, yes, I, I would go ahead and throw the Spurs in there maybe as well. Um, guys that have, you know, a lot of superstars. With the exception of those, most of the league's kind of evened out now. We're kind of at a, you know, that there hasn't been like one, like just completely, you know, over dominating team like there was last year. I mean, the Warriors just steamrolled through the NBA until they got to the Finals. Right, right. <laughs> but, and they even steamrolled <laughs> in the Finals in the beginning. But, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, Cleveland is 50-27 and 27 this year right now. Right. Which isn't that impressive. I mean, they would have the fourth best record. I mean, they're only two games better than the Utah Jazz right now.
1: Right, I, and I mean they're they're two games behind Houston. Uh, and speaking of Utah, because you know I love to do that. Yeah. Uh, with them sitting at they're sitting at the fourth seed, sixteen games out of first. And if you look at the East, Washington's in the fourth seed, three and a half games out.
0: Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how how the playoffs shake out. Um, but let's use that for a segue for our next topic, um, Chicago. Our our team. My my favorite team and my least favorite team
1: at the same Man, time. What the fuck? What the fuck are they doing?
0: What are they doing?
1: Why like, are they winning?
0: This this is this is once I again. Should be, I should be this excited, is this but why is why are is, they doing this? this to is us? this is this is a a complete example of a team in a win now situation.
1: But I don't
0: understand why Why are they winning? You're not winning
1: gonna now? win any you're not gonna win anything. At the seventh seed, at a thirty-eight and forty record.
0: No, no. <laughs> With Fred Hoiberg as okay. your coach. Okay. So, so their best case scenario is they somehow take the sixth seed. They went out, get the sixth seed. Hawks lose a few, Bulls win a few, and, they, and then
1: they get Toronto, who they just you know dismantle yes. more often than not. Now, the the trick is going to be is how many T and games will they be able to net. <laughs> because that's where they're successful.
0: Yes, yes. If, I mean, if they're all on there, it's going to be a sweep. I mean, they will all sweep. All
1: TNT the... games against Toronto, we have as, got just a steamroll as, to as, go through these playoffs. As,
0: as Jason Pat of Blogable would say, the trashters. <laughs> you oh, know? man. I mean,
1: well, if there's three things in life you can bank on, it's death, taxes, and typically the Bulls beating the Raptors. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, except for that last game where they yeah. su- surprisingly didn't. But this is a team yeah. that was on a four-game win streak who lost to a New York Knicks team <laughs> who didn't mm-hmm. have anybody playing last night. I mean, there is just there is just no reason, you know, and but that's the team that they are. They they come out and they compete against higher competition on a nightly basis. They're playing the Celtics, the Cavs, you know, uh, you know, if they're playing a, a good Western team, they will, they will try really hard to win the game and sometimes they're successful, you know, and, and, you know, th- and they win a one and then, then they lose to, you know, they're the team that would probably lose to the 76ers, you know, in a day. I mean, that's, that's I think that's happened. I believe it has, you know, <laughs> it, actually it has, you know, so it's, you know, it's just, uh, this is just a. Be- I I was really getting excited that they were finally, I was hoping that they were going to shut Jimmy down. Jimmy Butler was going to get shut down, and they mm. were just going to kind of write out the season and let Mirotic, uh, you know, have his magical last two months of the season that he's just been, I mean, he's putting on a show. It's a little too Right, late. and which
1: is good for Orlando.
0: And which is good for Orlando, exactly.
1: <laughs> Chicago, yeah, it's good for Orlando, it's good for Miritich.
0: You know, you know he, he's not going to play himself into a new contract with Chicago, he's not. They've already written him up. I don't know. I don't care what kind of performance he's been putting on. People are saying, "Oh, you know, Nico's March Madness," you know, and he had an incredible March, but it's not going to get him a new contract. But you never know. This is Chicago. This team. There's no rhyme. I mean, they, I mean, we. I mean, seriously. I, if you would have told me at the, you know, at the end of last season that Dwayne Wade would be on this team, there's no way I would have believed you.
1: If I mean, you had told me that it was coming down between the Bulls and the Nuggets as to where Dwayne Wade was going to play. <laughs> Right? Right? I mean, yeah, there's I mean, it... yeah, it's frustrating because they're sitting at the seventh seed a game and a half out of six. They've got the tiebreaker on Indiana. So, I mean, they're not going to go really any further than seven unless they fall out entirely. How much of these guys are going to be here? And if that's the case, I know last week we talked about uh, roster continuity. Yeah. And how that's proving to be a very, very delicate fabric in the league where you can do it's almost becoming subtraction by addition. Like we're seeing it with Cleveland. We've seen it with Golden State where these teams are trying to reload with with bigger named players, but not necessarily filling the roles that they're losing when these guys leave. Uh, we use as, as Dova as an example. But if you. This team is, at its best, a seventh seed team, which I think is an accurate statement. I think this is the Bulls playing the best they possibly could have this season, given the roster, given the coaching and and everything. Do you really want to take a risk and mortgage your future on making the playoffs as a seventh seed? Like, that's not a lot to hang your hat on.
0: But, but, But in Jerry Reinsdorf's eyes, this is money. You know, this is more money. They they're they're going to bank on having more games. These are these are going to be sellouts. Let's face they're it. They're getting
1: two more home games out of this. Let's be honest.
0: Let's okay yes, but who knows? It's, they they maybe they get to the succeed seed. Maybe they beat the Raptors. Maybe they get to a second round series. They will look at this season as a tremendous success, and Gar Foreman will will spin this to death. At the sure. End. They'll keep. They'll go ahead and they'll keep their inept coach Fred Hoiberg they will complete they'll, they'll go ahead and keep him. Dwayne Wade will either he'll either walk away for nothing or or he will opt into his contract for money. We'll really get to see the real Dwayne Wade this year. What what does he what really makes him tick this season? We'll get to see if he actually wants to go and win another, you know, another ring someplace or if he really just wants to get paid at this point. We'll see that. We'll find out. Um, but Let's talk a little bit about the seating this year. So we've got yeah. it's starting to starting to shake out a little bit. Uh, let's go out west first. Uh, right now, as of today, the Warriors will be taking on the uh, the Trailblazers.
1: Trailblazers.
0: So, what do you think about that? That's
1: going to be real. That is going to be four really fun games of Steph Curry versus Damian Lillard. But that's it because that's it. yeah. That, that is why you would watch that series.
0: Because they don't have LaMarcus Aldridge anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, like, you're, you're missing that really cool pairing when, when they had Aldridge and J.J. Hickson. Uh, I, I think 2012 Pistons, uh, same with, like, 2012 Nuggets if we're looking at the ninth seed, too, because, uh, I mean, yeah. there's only a half-game difference there. Uh, I, I think both those teams kind of, like... Hit a peak. I I feel bad for Terry Stotts because I mean I even had him pegged as a coach of the year candidate and we're not seeing that obviously. Oh, I, I,
0: uh, I I I pegged I pegged Damian Lillard as the MVP. Like I, yeah, I, okay. I I went on a limb and like I I thought that was and not that he's played bad. He's not played bad. No
1: no. Um, he's, he, I mean he's obviously the best player on that team. Obviously uh, he is the reason that team is succeeding. In any fathomable stretch, uh, I mean, they have – they really have a special player in Damian Lillard. It's going to be a matter of realizing, okay, we've got to kind of try a little harder to build around it.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, C.J. McCollin, he's, you know, quietly – he hasn't really progressed that much. He's averaging a little bit more, you know, points this season than he was last year. Yeah, that's Um,
1: such a good backcourt pairing, though. And
0: and it it is. It is. So, I I mean, he hasn't been bad either. So, um, you know, if the,
1: if there was ever a backcourt that I would sit there and like be like yes, take on Steph and Clay, I would pick Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Absolutely. it's a and it, it's 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 a fun matchup. So, after that, we got Spurs Grizzlies. That is going to be a grinder.
1: Yeah, that's that's like I, I use this phrase a lot on this show, but that's a buzzsaw. Like that was a buzzsaw matchup. <laughs> You're just you're just running straight whoever plays the Spurs are running straight into a grinder but there's not a better team to grind them out I think other than Memphis
0: I completely agree you know I I don't know if it'll be the most exciting series I'm I'm already having for purists for purists yes but I'm having I'm having flashbacks to my least favorite series of all time which was the the mid-2000s uh Houston Rockets versus the mid 2000s Utah Jazz.
1: So yeah, I thought you were going to say the mid 2000s Spurs versus the mid 2000s anybody.
0: No, no. I just I, that was the most boring season. I just remember watching that in a hotel room and going, "God, this sucks. This is so <laughs> bad. I hate I hate both of these teams so much." Now, I take, you know, the the current Utah Jazz and the current Rockets are are both fun-ass teams so Hell yeah i mean that that you know, stay word exactly exactly, and then the most probably interesting uh first round matchup right now, we're looking at uh hold on a second, is it
1: yeah. You got Houston and OKC. Yes,
0: Houston and OKC, yes. Yeah, that and, shit is
1: lightning in a bottle, man. That, like, that, I, I am salivating for that, just that, for the scores.
0: That is going to be a fantastic series. Honestly, I I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win either. Like, I think the... I mean, the Thunder are good. I, They're not as good as the Rockets. Um, Rockets have just been incredible this year. Mike D'Antoni... Absolutely. Jesus. I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't know. If this...
1: #Alex was wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he's uh, he's he's going to be coach of the year this year, though. Like I originally projected, I really think Brad Stevens might get that at this point. I mean, and that, those are my done... two.
1: I think I think D'Antoni gets it. I think you, D'Antoni you gets think the nod so? on that one. Okay, I do. Well, I, I had I had Brad Stevens getting it, uh, and I'm sure we'll we're, we'll go through our season predictions, our preseason predictions predictions in a couple weeks or whatever, but I remember picking Brad Stevens, but I, yeah, I thought D'Antoni's time in the NBA was finished. I thought Houston was just flat out, I thought Houston was fucking silly for signing Mike D'Antoni. I'm like, okay, good job. But, no. Yeah. Blowing me away.
0: Dude shaved off the mustache and he's just a totally different person now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's got the right roster, too, and I think that's important, and he's tinkered with it, he's letting James Harden kind of do his thing, like, he's he has made the adjustments that he's needed to i think as a coach and and that has echoed through uh another person if we're going to just kind of pick coach of the year up until recently if they make the playoffs i think you could make an argument for spolstra
0: oh completely completely just because
1: miami's ability to kind of reboot their season halfway through
0: they they have they have uh overachieved their asses off the second half of the season yeah
1: it's a hundred percent a complete reinvention. J-
0: James Johnson is just playing his ass into a contract at Orlando. I mean, he is—he uh, <laughs> <laughs> is—he's uh, really—he's really putting on a show down there in Florida.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Going to get to drive a couple hours north,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little Central Florida, yay! Mm-hmm. Um, not, <laughs> hey, um, still
1: don't have state income tax, so he's good.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, we also have Jazz Clippers. That 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 has the potential to be kind of a fun series.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think that one will be. I think kind of in the same vein as, as San Antonio Memphis, where it'll be a, a much more like tra- I don't want to say traditional style of of game, but I think it's going to be a lot less like Golden State stop and poppy. But uh, I I see Utah. Kind, probably getting out of that in five games
0: yeah i i completely agree with you i think
1: that I think it, it'll it be one of those prediction. series where it, it, it'll be one of those series where it's gonna be a little bit closer than it actually the than the scores actually show i feel like but i i, I don't think utah will have a problem getting out of that in five games
0: yeah i i think uh <laughs> I think that's going to be yeah, like you said, five games is a good prediction for that. Let's let's head over to the east real quick.
1: Mm, so, gladly.
0: So so, uh, um, Cavs and Pacers. Uh, LeBron gets a a rematch with the team that pushed him, you know, to the brink a few years back when he was with the Heat. We finally um, get
1: the rematch.
0: We finally get we. We sort of finally get the rematch. Um I mean, we sort of finally get the rematch. It's not the,
1: it's not the same Pacers team. I mean it's not, not no,
0: this is a this is, is a, this
1: isn't even the same LeBron.
0: This isn't even the same LeBron, I completely agree. That Pacers nah. team was an incredible team though, because they they just shot up so quickly and then fell just as quickly. I mean they Oh yeah. They they rose and fell like crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they got they got Lance though. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, you know, Lance is back with. Well, let's talk about it now. <laughs> Lance is back with the Pacers. Uh, they get their their guy back uh, who who ended up leaving, essentially ruining his value. Um, he, he ruined his value, his his career. Uh, he's, he's playing into, he was playing into these weird 10 day contracts. Um, he played kind of well last season, uh, for Memphis at the end of the year. Uh, defensively, I think he's still decent and, um, it's kind of funny. He's back, he's back with the Pacers and they've already signed him to a three year deal, which is cool. I'm, I'm glad he's back there just because I, I feel like he needs to be there. Like that is his, that is his spot. That is where he was successful. Let's see something fun happen.
1: Sure. I, I just, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was a situation where he, he played a few really good years in Indiana, got a really good contract on another team, and I think Lance Stevenson's much more of a systems player. I, yeah. I think he has, he's not, yeah, he's very talented. I mean, you have to be to get to where he's at, but I think he's much more of a player that you slot in uh, into, like, he has to be in the right system. And I feel like that was kind of the thing that was missing was he didn't have the same style of play and the same substance of play, uh, that, that he had in Indiana. And I mean, he's been back for a little bit and he's already kind of, you know, starting shit and kind of going back to the Lance Stevenson that we know. Yeah. Uh, And I think we'll see him have a bit more of an emerging role, especially with not knowing what's going to happen with Paul George, but, uh, yeah, I mean it's good to see him back in Indiana. I definitely agree with you where that's where he belongs. Uh I, I think we'll see like a lesser lance, but oh, for sure still definitely. Yeah, yeah, but but for sure, I mean he's yeah, I mean welcome back for him. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh I, I don't see Cleveland, Indiana being much to much to scoff at. No. In terms no. of yeah.
0: That's, that's a that's a four possibly five game series at best.
1: up with the one seed, which is, that's awesome. Congrats to what Danny Ainge has done with them, oh my God, uh, being able to maintain that and, and be patient with it, uh, to really have such a, uh, and then to be entering this draft with possibly a top three pick, so. <laughs>
0: Boston yeah. Boston's yeah. sitting pretty. B- Boston is the prettiest sitting team in the league right now. We'll just God. go ahead and say it.' Uh,
1: marvelous management.
0: Celtics will probably completely run over Chicago. Uh, yeah. yeah and uh, if any they, Boston they, fans Chicago, are listening yeah
1: if, if you could go to the corner net, click on the contact thing front office uh, as as Bulls fans we would love to know. Uh, yeah. If you could just kind of fill us in. Feel free to rub it in uh, if you'd like. But uh, yeah, I'm just curious. So if, if someone could just tell us what a competent front office looks, sounds, runs, feels like, just from a fan's perspective, I would greatly appreciate it because I, I don't get to experience that as a yeah. Chicago fan.
0: No, 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 you're completely right. Uh, so that'll be a quick series if that happens if bulls get the hawks you know they're gonna run over the Raptors so that's you know we won't talk about that though that's, <laughs> not, that's not that's not a that's not you know something you know that's set in stone yet none of these are but no. we're just kind of we're just kind of browsing um, yeah and then we have uh let's see here then we have the uh well if 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 the Hawks meet the Raptors that might be an interesting series Hawks are yeah. kind of a they're, hawks they're one of those sneaky teams. Sometimes they're sneaky good. Sometimes they're they're not so good. Um, but uh, and the Raptors, I, I kind of feel the same about. Um, you know, they're getting Kyle Lowry back uh, very very soon, and uh, I you know it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that team. And uh, you know, then of course the the matchup that everybody has just been talking about the Wizards and the Bucks. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, know how I feel about that one either that one's well, gonna be that that could go either way
1: right and i'm I'm looking at it and I'm trying to figure out because I feel like one of these playoff series someone's gonna get punched in the face oh and <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out is it Washington and Milwaukee because right now as soon as I saw that matchup I'm like oh someone's gonna get punched but i don't right. I don't know i don't I can't back that one up
0: I mean, we we could go That's back to That's going to be a few... chippy one. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I mean, if you want to go back, like, a few years ago, I think it was um, to Ante Takumpo's rookie season when they played the Chicago Bulls in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and the Bulls ran them off the floor, and on the final game, Ante Takumpo just basically tackled Michael Dunleavy <laughs> in a game where they were just pretty much running up the score, and we're finishing the job, and he ended up getting suspended for it. The next, the, the first game of the next season. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? It's
1: my time. What's he gonna it's, do? It's
0: it's a, it's a typical. Yeah, I mean, it's a typical. It's. I feel like that's like a typical Bucks move, and with Jason Kidd, you know, I, <laughs> a guy who <laughs> who dumped water on the ground to get a timeout. I mean, or to you <sighs> know, I mean, this is this is. This is the kind of guy that we're let. us not forget about that. Let's not right. forget about the coach right. in Milwaukee right now. I like the Bucks though this year. I really do. Yeah, um, I, Ante Dićunpo is one of my favorite players in the NBA. He is so fun to watch. Um, so I I would like to see the Bucks you know make it to the next round I just because you know I would like to see more of him. So, but that's uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the playoff setup right now. But you know all all can change over this next week. Sure. So I, mean, I, I nothing is set in stone.
1: Boston Cleveland, man. If that happens, I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Oh, it will be good. It will be good. Yeah. I think I think either team I, I I don't I don't believe the the dominance with the Cavs right now.
1: They seem, well the, the I never losing... I
0: never I never discount <laughs> sure. them, but
1: I mean I I believe in the dominance of LeBron James but I am yes. going to mention that the Cavs have a losing record since Kyrie Irving confirmed that he believes the world is flat. <laughs> so there is that. That that I mean I don't even consider that a statistical anomaly. Over on the NBA subreddit they're tracking the Golden State. Golden State had some crazy win streak after Klay Thompson signed some guy's toaster. So <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: Oh, God, I love when you come on here and talk about the NBA subreddit. Like it's, it. I think you're. I think we're literally the only podcast that goes there. You're the only person I think going there. But the stuff that you come back with from that site is just. Wonderful. I love
1: that place, man. <laughs> I can tell. It's great. You, it's like zealous statistics. It's my favorite.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is great. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think they're vulnerable this year, but we can't discount the greatness of LeBron James. He, uh, right? I mean, he has been the last two NBA playoffs. He has been a steamroller, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, even in the losing effort two years ago, I think he probably played his best basketball ever that series. I've never seen a guy more driven. I never saw him more driven. Let's put it that way. Uh, in that series, I mean, they lost, and you know, but they were. They were two men down, so I mean, he carried them through that series. Absolutely, it was, it was incredible. But um I, I am gonna
1: say, if if I had it my way, I would love a Celtics Jazz Finals just for the storyline of Gordon Hayward. Oh my! <laughs> just God. Just because I, I I genuinely feel like this is going to be the un- the like the underlying current of the off season is oh, yes. Boston's draft pick plus what wing do they pick up? Oh yeah. Uh, and they will...
0: They will. Jay Crowder's gone. He will be gone. They will get somebody right. else. Someone else is going to sign with Boston. I mean, they are such a solid team. I think people are going... I think players are going to start coming out of the woodwork wanting to play for Brad Stevens at this point. Uh, yeah. He has established himself as a top five coach, which is yeah. incredible just in the amount of time that he has been in the NBA. He has been... Nothing short but of spe- uh, spectacular. He's been he's been the man. So yep. and kudos to Danny Ainge for for bringing him to the Celtics I mean, and and
1: recognizing his readiness. You know that that was oh a my lot God. of it too. Was to sit because when they hired him, everyone was like, "Okay, we'll see how this goes." And I mean, almost from the gate, it's just like, "Oh, he knows what he's doing." You just get him the right tools, and he's going to be fine. Uh, before we wrap up the playoff topic, though, I do want to kind of talk about some of the teams that are on the outside looking in that haven't been eliminated yet. Because uh, in the West, there is only Denver. So it's either going to be Denver or Portland to get that eight seed. Uh, we're, we're sitting with three to four games left. Uh, some teams have five left. Denver uh, Denver's a half game out. Uh, and then in the East we've got Miami, who is a game and a half out of the playoffs. Charlotte, two and a, or two games out, and Detroit, who's two and a half games out. Do we see any of those guys maybe jumping in, leapfrogging in the last three to five games? Do Do we see Detroit making a run, Charlotte, or anybody like that? Because I I think for the most it's part, it's so close. It's so close.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I I'd like to see. I almost would like to see the heat get in there and then them play the Cavs in the first round series i just we've been wanting that right we've been wanting that <laughs> i yeah
1: i was i was really hoping that was going to happen
0: <laughs> yeah i mean let's i mean i let's let's hope for that i think that would be fun uh and what, what do we got going on out west we got the nuggets uh, it's it's just either
1: nuggets it's going to be blazers or nuggets at blazers the eight spot blazers or
0: nuggets uh i i think i'd much rather have the blazers at this point the uh nuggets i i want them to get a draft pick they need a good draft pick this year they should uh they should you know call it quits for the
1: year you know just back <laughs> uh, it uh, in
0: just back it in just pack it you in you got and Roy sh-
1: Hibbard. shut it down cuz you already did yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i love that mentality you got roy Hibbert. you you were out you were out from the opening count you know what i mean <laughs> so it's, not it's even...
1: like jesus it's like trading for like the it's like a human white flag
0: it is it is it really is which is funny because at one point he was a top five in the league. Yeah, I, know, I, mean, I know, man. I mean, how I mean, the mighty me- fallen. God, remember when Portland threw that max deal at him, and then it was matched.
1: Whoa, <laughs> whoa, uh. ooh, ooh, man. So, so before we wrap up for the day, you're from Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. Tim's from Kentucky. Kentucky is a basketball s- state. We had I we. You know, we have let's, multiple let's, teams that make not, the playoffs, that make the, but, what's, what, what's that?
0: By basketball, we need to say college basketball. Let's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. There, there is no. there is no NBA fan base in Kentucky at all.
1: No, no, if, if the NBA wanted, if the, if the NBA set up a team in Kentucky, to go back to a, a statement that I made in episode one, uh, they would have to throw a dart at a map and it landed at tra- <laughs> Hey, we've got L. <laughs> Morehead State, <laughs> Murray State, NKU, uh, just a very, very great basketball state in a way that we're a state that really does make the tournament in a very high volume, but predominantly the focus is, is the Kentucky Wildcats and the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Kentucky got eliminated from the tournament by the Tar Heels from a last-second buzzer beater, and now great a... game. Uh, yeah, it was, but now uh, one of the officials from the game is uh, there are investigations being made over what is being described as hundreds of threats. Uh, and under Nebraska law, some are actually being considered as terroristic from Kentucky fans who are claiming that the, the ref may have fixed the game or, or whatever. Conspiracy theories aside, you can listen to NBA Conspiracy Theories on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play from last week's episode. But that aside, Kentucky, just all, all of us, all of us together— we got to shut up. Just shut the fuck up. It's basketball. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. These are kids. They're 18, 19, 20, less likely if you're a UK player. But just calm the fuck down. I agree. You're not going to win every year. Not every game is the ref's fault. Sometimes you just get outplayed. Sometimes you get a friendly roll on a shot and you lose. These things happen. But this is such a running theme from – that comes out of our state every year that it seems and, like – and it's exclusively UK.
0: It is exclusively UK. and You have know, all fans and, don't do this. And, 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 and you know what's funny? It's, it, it sucks because you know I, I think UK was such a great team this year. They and were. I, and I feel like year in and year out, Kentucky fans make – that basketball program just look trashy and unclassy like every, yeah. every year. And, you know, I'm, I, I have mass respect for the coaches on that team and the recruiting they do. It's incredible. Um, but, you know, guys, you know, enjoy what you have right now. John Calipari not going to be there forever. Right. And I mean,
1: he's getting
0: great players every year.
1: Yeah. And which is, which is their expectation. Uh, and I mean, we saw that with Patino and uh, you have the, the, you have the heritage with Rupp and, and even to a lesser extent, the title one with Joby Hall, uh, then Patino, Tubby, you've got the Retcon to Billy Gillespie era, which apparently didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's frustrating because I remember as a kid, I was, a, I was a massive Kentucky fan and, I remember one of my mom's friends was always like, I don't like Kentucky because I think their fans are awful. And I wasn't really through the looking glass on that until the Calipari hire happened. And then all of a sudden, all of these Kentucky fans came out of the woods like zombies in a Romero movie. (laughs) And they're all just like, John Wall. And it's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, oh, I understand now. Because I was just like, Sweet, yeah, this is such an improvement from last year. And they're like, there was a season last year, but it's. I just, it you 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 give a very historically rich or like just team and, and college such a bad name when you behave this way. And I completely agree. It's it's entitlement. It is just absolutely uncalled for. It makes the sport look bad. It makes the state look bad. It makes Sending death threats to a referee doesn't do anyone any favors. Completely agree. <laughs> and just accept it. Take your ball. Go home. Because guess fucking what? You're going to be number three in the preseason polls again. If not next year, you're going to be the favorite to win or the following season. Cause sometimes Calipari teams have to run in two year cycles, but it's just let it be, take it for what it is and let it be. It's basketball. And these are kids.
0: And, and inhale and, and Hayward.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I, but I, I <laughs> we're not done yet, but this has been the corner three episode 33 where, again, each week, two, sometimes three guys get together to talk about the one thing in Cincinnati nobody cares about, which is the NBA. If you like it, you can go to corner 3net where you can check out every backlog of every episode, one through 33, all of our season previews, all of our other special guests, all of the draft recaps, everything. And it posts every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Sean. As always, it's been a pleasure. And... As always, hail hail Hail, hail Hayward. Cut the feed.
0: Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at
1: thecorner3.net.